0: This is Golf Talk Canada, Canada's only national golf talk radio and TV program. Presented by TaylorMade and the TP5 and 5X. Try it. What's the best that can happen? Learn more at TaylorMadeGolf.ca. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Zacchino, Bob Weeks, and
1: Adam Scully. Good morning, Canada. Welcome. Inside Golf Talk Canada, Scully, Weeks, and Zacchino all around on this lovely Monday morning. Going to get nicer throughout the week here in the GTA, maybe a little chillier on this lovely Monday morning. But Bob, let's start with you. Did you get out and play golf over the weekend? I did. I played on
2: Saturday, and it was a crisp day, but thanks to those beautiful Adidas folks, we had the nice... uh, stay warm clothing that really it really made a huge difference out there playing and uh and didn't play all that well but it was good although I noticed this morning um when I uh looked at my weather there was a frost delay the first I think the first frost delay of the season so it is getting to that time anything anything from here on in I figure is bonus golf
1: yeah, I agree with that. We, another frost delay at Bayview this morning, too, where I'm a member at. Mark, uh, I saw last week on social media, you had quite the match with uh, Kristen Murphy, <laughs> Lindsay Hamilton, Carol Wagland. What were the stakes in that one?
3: Uh, can Mark survive nine holes of fall golf, basically? <laughs> uh, I usually don't go out in those types of frigid temperatures. Um, but we had lots of fun. I said to the girls, I said, uh, very special group for for to get me out to play golf in, in in this type of weather. So that is the final nine of the year on Canadian soil. Uh, that is for certain. Uh, everybody had a blast. Murph can hit it. But I said to Murph uh, right off the top, I'm saying to her, you know, she never played the golf course before. And, you know, she got married there 10 years ago, which I did not know. And I said, you never played the golf course? She goes, No. So before uh, Kara and Lindsey got there, we were just chatting on the putting green rolling some putts. I said, okay, so she's looking at the first saw. Like, how far do you hit your driver? She goes, I think I hit my driver about 160, 165. I said, okay, that's good to know. And I'll try to like club you on some holes where there's not a lot of room. So we get up on the second hole and, you know, I said, okay, well... you you probably want to hit your driver here this way. And she blows it about two Oh five up the left side of the fairway through the dogleg. I said, you and I have to have a chat about how far you hit your golf club. So,
1: Wow. Well, I mean, especially in the cold, too, because the ball the ball doesn't travel that far, right? So, I mean, good, good for Murph uh, to get out there. I have to give a shout-out, boys, to our team at Bayview. I played in our fall pumpkin scramble event over the weekend. And not to pat myself on the back too much, but I have now been victorious twice in Bayview events this year. Uh, shout out to our general manager, Jeremy McRae, who initially uh, gave us the invite. He was a wedge machine on this day. And, boys, I haven't hit my driver this well all year, especially or even shots off the deck, too, just to keep Ooh. it a little lower. So, perhaps a new uh, play in my arsenal there. But anyway, uh, fall golf is uh, definitely here in the GTA couple more weeks maybe left to golf season but uh we'll have many more updates on if we're going to play much more golf in the gta as we move forward but this is our winter's winter schedule here on gtc still lots going on in the world of golf let's kick things off with some news and some headlines
0: news and headlines are brought to you by sandbagger hard seltzer
1: sandbagger everybody knows one Well, the Zozo Championship has become one of the sneaky great events of the fall golf calendar. Yes, it generally happens overnight, depending on if you go to sleep at a regular hour in the Eastern time zone, or if you elect to stay up and watch the thing in the middle of the night. We saw winners in the past, of course, Tiger Woods, Keegan Bradley, Hideki Matsuyama got it done, too, recently. But Colin Morikawa, his sixth career PGA Tour win, and hey, Bob. You go back to back. Second straight TSN Edge victory for you, Bob. I mean, first of all, what's the secret? Uh, The secret is close your eyes and throw a dart and uh, it seems to be working so
2: All right. All right.
1: and you know boys it's it's getting into dangerous territory for me because you guys both have victories during the fedex fall portion of the calendar i'm still winless and <laughs> i think mark does this mean i'll potentially have to wear something more than a medium when we uh kick off our tv season next year
3: yes yes and didn't we have some type of like shave into your head something at some point that we decided as well <laughs> I, just, I can't recall i I do know Adam though that you did come close because I believe you and I both had Eric Cole as well this week who finished second, so it's not like you're not threatening it's like you're you're making good picks you're just not you know not crossing the line but uh You know, I guess we were all waiting, guys, right, for Morikawa to grab another W. Uh, You know, he did not win a golf tournament in 2022. He absolutely threw up all over himself with maybe the prettiest collapse we saw all year at the Century in January, which is, you know, uh, almost a year ago now. At one point, he blew a nine-shot lead in that tournament. I believe he was exiting the third or fourth green at Kapalua and had a nine-shot lead and filled three diapers and puked on his chest and gave up an entire golf tournament and really had a horrible 2022, in my opinion, guys, because I had him circled for a big 2022 because he told everybody that he had his fade back and yada, 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 and it didn't happen. But, uh, boys, when you look at the numbers here, uh, third in greens and reg this week, no surprise, great proximity to the hole, but the difference, second in putting. And I guess when Morikawa was second in putting and first in birdies, Uh, that's probably a dangerous combo.
1: You know, preparing for the show this morning, I didn't have diapers as a a term we (laughs) use on our bingo card, but uh, here we are anyway. But Bob, to Mark's point, putting was the key for Morikawa. And after the tournament, he credited a two and a half hour putting session Wednesday afternoon for uh, that work on the greens. And, you know, given what Mark was saying too, about how Morikawa hadn't been in the winner's circle since, uh, for quite some time, Moving forward here, just in terms of confidence, uh, what's your outlook now for Morikawa uh, heading into 2024?
2: Well, if he keeps taking those putting lessons, he's going to be hard to beat. That's all I can say. Is I mean, we've sort of come to know know what, what iron player he is, and yet that putter is sort of hot and cold. And as Mark said, you know, when when it's hot, he wins. When it's cold, he's uh, he uh, does the diaper job. But I think the <laughs> I, I think that he is such a good player, such a good player, T to Green, that it's in that he was going to win again. Uh, it was just a question of when and by how many, and in um, and tough conditions. And, um, I, I think this is you, you don't want to read too much because recency bias is a big thing. But but certainly this bodes well for uh, for next season.
1: It certainly does, and in regards to our TSN Edge picks, the FedEx Fall. We only have three tournaments left: the World Wide Technology Championship, the Butterfield Bermuda Championship, and the RSM Classic. Of course, Canadian Adam Svensson defending at the RSM. That's later in November. No PGA Tour event this week. It is back uh, in Mexico, November second through five now uh, across the the golf world as well a couple of good canadian finishes bob starting with you PGA tour champions mike weir t4 his first top 10 on pga tour champion since march so i guess a bit of a maybe head scratching season so to speak but the guy does have a lot on his mind with the international president's cup captaincy that he's going to be having in now less than a year
2: yeah he has not by his own admission, not dedicated himself fully to golf this season because of that, and he's done a lot of stuff. He's had a lot of work. He's gone out and watched a few more PGA Tour events than he normally would. Um, you know, he's he's a busy guy, and he doesn't like to do that. I will tell you that he did have a lengthy um, a lengthy short game session with our boy Gareth Rafluski down in Florida just before this tournament, and that seemed to have been a big difference, and as uh, producer Jamie Rydell told me that earlier this morning when we were having a brief call, he said that 40, plus forty-two hundred, and uh, and producer Rital did put a, He said he put a dollar on him just because he thought, you know, what, why not? So he came within a couple of shots of making that dollar into. So uh, I don't think Mike, Mike Weir is done being being a competitive golfer. He gets that you know that hat on lock, and he's just grinding it in there. He can do some some magical things
1: still. Yeah, definitely a good finish there for Mike Weir at T4. As for Brooke Henderson, her fo- her first competitive action in 5 weeks. She finishes T22. So a good week overall. Mark, my question to you is, we saw a video of Brooke playing golf with Bobby out in Cabot. Do you think how much of an impact do you think Bob had on Brooke, on Brooke's great play this past weekend?
3: Well, I think uh, Bob is to be thanked for her return to ball striking because although, you know, maybe not the finish she was looking for her stats, you know, turned around and her ball striking was not there until after she played with Bob. I can't call that a coincidence. There's got to be something there. You know, she only missed seven greens the entire week last week, Brooke. So she was back to a green hitting machine. Yeah, large bucket of fairways. It was uh, back to putting with a blindfold that cost her, which is the first time we've seen that in a long time from Brooke. So her ball striking was on point. So it's got to be watching that little temple, that little pause at the top of Bob Weeks that you and I love, Adam. We know that yeah. little nod to the gods at the top that Weeks he has, and then he hits that two yard draw on every swing. So it must have inspired Brooke to start finding the dime on the face again. That's the only thing that makes sense to me, Adam.
1: Well, and, and Brooke was using some new irons uh, this past week uh, on the LPGA Tour, so good for Brooke. But seriously, before we go to break, Bob, you got to tell us about the experience playing with Brooke at Cabot because it looked like so much fun.
2: Yeah, it was really fun. It's a long story about how I got involved to, to play. I was out there already, and uh, and uh, some some folks had like an opening that at the last minute. And, uh, you know, it's the first time I've ever really played with any kind of a tour professor. So I've never covered these guys for years and years and years, but like I've never played with Mike Weir or any of those guys. So this was kind of a neat, uh, neat session, and uh, I, there were th- three other people there in the group who, you know, were more uh, wide-eyed. And uh, and Brooke and I had a couple of good conversations. I told her on the first tee, I said, "Look, everything's off the record here. You can tell me whatever you want. We're not we're not doing anything for radio or television." And she, uh, but she was good. She was she's. Uh, it's an amazing how she can adjust her game uh, mid-round and. and find the swing I asked her I said one time you know I was at a tailor made event and you were there with me Adam when we asked uh, uh, Dustin Johnson how many times during a round do you actually hit the middle of the club face and I think he said like two or three right on, on his driver and Brooke said oh I, I hit it there every time so it, was, <laughs> it was some interesting back and forth all the time about, uh, about talking with her and, and she's just she did admit that she's sort of taking a little bit more to life than just golf and she went out to camps played earlier with just a a little vacation and she's 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 enjoying herself a little bit more outside of golf i think is a good thing
1: yeah totally a great thing and we'll have much more on our trip to cabot with our friends from adidas on upcoming shows here on gtc when we come back here on the program adam hadwin going to join the show a runner-up finish a couple weeks ago and he recently caught up with bob that conversation is next right here on golf talk canada
0: This segment of GTC was presented by TaylorMade and the TP5 and 5X. Try it, what's the best that can happen? This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by TaylorMade. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Caddy Time, the Uber-like app that allows golfers across Canada to find affordable, qualified caddies to any round visit caddytime.com download the app or talk to your pga professional today
1: welcome back inside golf talk canada scully weeks and zacchino all around the table Uh, well adam Hadwin, the canadian finished second a couple weeks ago at the shriners children's open rounds of 67 68 63 67 for adam hadwin and just a day after that Great performance by Hadwin. He had a chance to go one-on-one with Bob. And here is Adam Hadwin, uh, fresh
2: off a great finish in Vegas. And I don't know, I mean, now that you've had a couple days to kind of think it over, how do you assess it? Was it a a missed opportunity, or was it a great finish, or was it both?
4: I think it was both. Um, I'm definitely more disappointed with this finish than I was in Detroit. Detroit, I felt like I played really good golf, um, and I didn't do anything to lose it per se. Um, I felt that somebody else kind of went and took it. Um, Not that I didn't have a great week and do a lot of really good things, but I felt like that, that shot in 16, you know, if I hit the green, who knows, I might not go on and win, but I don't think that I have this feeling of, man, I really had a good chance here. Um, At least I would have thought maybe that Tom would have, you know, went out and wanted a little bit more than I feel right now.
2: Is it is it hard to uh, is it hard I, I saw the stat at the PGA Tour put out you may have seen it too since twenty seventeen eighteen you've had twenty six top ten finishes without a win that's second only to Tommy Fleetwood you have come so close and so many times to winning and yet uh, it's it seems hard and unfair almost in the job that you have to focus on winning because obviously you're a great success you're forty sixth in the world uh, but how do you handle that.
4: that's a good question. Um, I just keep fighting. Um, you know, we're, we're actually, we're in a very fortunate position that not winning all the time we can still be extremely successful, um, still do great things still, um, you know, provide for our family, do charitable work and all that kind of thing. There's a lot of good things with just playing good golf. Um, we're all competitive, uh, and we all want to win. Um, I think a little bit too with this game, you get used to losing a little bit, right? There's only one winner every single week. Um, you're competing against 155 other players most weeks. And and that's a difficult thing to do. Um, I've prided myself on just, um, you know, continuing to try and get better, better myself um, to feel more comfortable in those situations. When I get back in them, um, I know, You know, these two most recent ones, Vegas and Detroit, I felt comfortable. Um, I was very comfortable. Yes, I was nervous, um, but I wasn't uh, anxious or antsy or, um, you know, scared of the moment per se. Um, I was very comfortable in that. Um, Sometimes we execute, sometimes we don't. Um, Unfortunately, uh, in one of those big moments this past week, I didn't execute properly.
2: Uh, let's look at the, let's move on past that one event. Look at the, the past year, uh, three runner up finishes. You've had a great season. You finished inside that magical top 50 mark. So you've got a great, uh, start for next season. How do you assess the the year as a whole?
4: Um, okay. a little bit like last week, to be honest, I think there were, uh, plenty of positives and lots of good things, but there was a sense of disappointment as well. I thought that I was playing good enough golf and, and could have played good enough golf to get myself back into the tour championship. Uh, get myself back into guaranteed spot in the majors for next year. Um, As you mentioned, that top 50 number is a, is it was a very large number this year. Um, As we roll through next year, we'll see what that all means and how it all plays out. But um, it was an important goal to get back into the BMW championship, get into that top 50, have a guaranteed spot in these uh, signature events next year. Um, But yeah, I can't help but think that I left some, some out there. Um, and, uh, feeling slightly disappointed, um, in some of those finishes. There were a couple of weeks there that I think were, that could have been very big for me. One being the players, um, finishing with a bogey and, and a couple of things on that back nine could have easily pushed me up close to the top five. And same thing in Phoenix, um, being in that final group um on saturday and the second or third last group on sunday i think was a big opportunity that i didn't take advantage of but again uh, lots of positives um getting more and more comfortable in those uh big time situations and so um lots to look forward to next year
2: before before i go into asking about next year specifically as a player do you feel kind of i don't know a little bit in limbo because you know what next year is going to look like, but you certainly don't know much past that.
4: Yeah, definitely. Um, There's a lot to figure out a lot to see how it plays out. Um, This is kind of the first off season, like true off season that I've ever had since I've been on the PGA tour. And so even this little section of time, this three, four months has been a little bit weird to kind of sort through Um, again, very fortunate position to know that the golf that, whatever golf I decided to play this fall wasn't going to matter, um, outside of, you know, potential world ranking points or, uh, um, adding to the bank account. But, um, knowing that the FedEx and the important stuff really doesn't start until January. Again, um, it's been a nice feeling to maybe do some things with the body this off season that I haven't been able to do, knowing that I've had to go out and compete and start earning those FedEx points right away. Um, but yeah, that, that unknown, um, of how all these signature events are going to play out, obviously the PGA tour trying to make a deal and, um, a lot of unknowns. Uh, I think at the end of the day, all I can focus on is playing good golf and playing well. And, um, it's nice to start the year again in Maui. I haven't done that for a while. So,
2: and, and you've got, you said you're taking 11 weeks off. Is that, have I got that correct?
4: Yeah. Um, that was That's the plan. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> That was the plan, and then you know, playing well, uh, jumping back inside the top fifty. I might see how the next few weeks go, and whether or not I need to play to maybe try and guarantee a spot in that top fifty by year end. So that wasn't on my radar uh, before <laughs> Vegas. Um, not something that I I was even thinking about, but um, certainly something to consider now.
2: Okay. The other thing I heard that you you say was. You're gonna do. Uh, you're gonna try and get a little bit longer, or maybe a little bit faster. I can't remember which word you actually used, yeah. and maybe a little bit like stronger, Sticker. like that. Is that, yeah, is that yeah. true?
4: Yeah, that's. I mean, that's the goal. I mean, I try and do that every year, right? Mm-hmm. When we get in the off season. You try and add a little bit of weight. You try and get faster, stronger, faster. Hit the ball further. Um, you know, I'm. I'm gonna be 36 in a few weeks, and um, every one of these 21, 22 year olds coming out swings it at 125 and 185 mile mile an hour. Ball speed, and I just struggling to keep up at my old age here. So, um, yeah, you know, like I mentioned before, this is kind of the first time where I've really had an opportunity to kind of mess with that. Um, I'm not one that likes to kind of play sore per se and lift a lot of heavy weights during weeks and stuff. And so, um, with golf, uh, not that I don't go to compete, but with golf taking a bit of a backseat this fall um, and not. And sort of having this hard restart in January, um, we've been able to kind of look at that, put together a program, and yeah, hopefully at the end of it, um, put on a little bit of muscle, a little bit of weight, get faster, and and see if I can't creep creep that ball speed up into the mid seventies at least.
2: And then and then you can avoid uh, avoid getting tackled too, right? You'd be stronger, you'd be able to fend that off. Well, Sorry, I had to had to throw that. No,
4: out. I mean, and listen, I'm wearing the shirt. I get it. Um, <laughs> Yeah, you know, hopefully it kind of scares him a little bit that I won't be an easy target anymore.
2: There you go. Uh, Two big events on the calendar next year that I'm sure are on your calendar as well with the Olympics and with the President's Cup. Uh, How much how much would it mean for you to play in one or both of those?
4: Yeah, I mean, it's so hard to describe, Um, you know, having been a part of two President's Cups, I can speak to those a little bit better. Are um, only an opportunity at team golf. And, you know, it, it's the one time that we get to play for something bigger than ourselves um, and be a part of something special. And, um, yeah, I mean, you add in sort of being a representative of Canada on that international squad. And then, you know, with it being in Canada, I think it, it would be just a magic um week and i think that everybody aspires to be on that team obviously they can only take 12 of us but um that one's been circled for a while since it's been announced um the you know the synergy with mike being captain and and i think that i think it would be a real opportunity for us as as canadian players to show off how good we are um and see if we can't have you know multiple guys on that team
2: I asked Mike at uh, an event we did at Royal Montreal a couple of weeks ago. I said, I'm going to give you a number of 2.5, and I want you to pick the over-under on the name, number of Canadians who will make the team. Jim Fjork was there. Jim Fjork took the over. Uh, Mike, Mike thinks he's going to go with the over, too. So, I mean, it's, yeah. it would be kind of neat to have three or possibly even more on that team, wouldn't
4: it? Yeah, I mean, you look at, you know, look at what we've done in the past now. You went from having maybe one of us make a team to – um, I mean, there was a legitimate shot for four of us to be there in Charlotte. Um, I think depending on how the end of that year shook out and, you know, their analytics, but, you know, I think McKenzie and I were both in the conversation at least. Um, and then with Taylor and Corey being there, um, now Nick has thrown his hat in the ring as well. I mean, you know, all things go well. I mean, I think you could legitimately have a chance of having five, six guys on the team. Um, we've shown that we can compete at the highest levels and, and win on the PGA tour and be competitive year in, year out. And, uh, that's exciting. That's exciting for Canadian golf and, and for an event of that magnitude to go up to Canada and have that as a possibility, I think is, um, probably not something that anybody would have dreamt about three, four years ago.
2: And and just to follow up the Olympics, is that on the, on the calendar there? Target list.
4: Yeah, I think so. Um, I've missed out on the last two, um, just on the outside for Brazil. And I think if things went off without a hitch in Tokyo, I would have been on the team, but the extended year I kind of fell back and, and fell out of qual- qualifying. But um, yeah, I think it's something I'm still not a hundred percent how to process it because I haven't been a part of one yet, but I know that when you take one of the greatest sporting events in the world that only happens once every four years, I think to be, a part of that and to be in that environment for that week and be surrounded by some of the best athletes in the world, I think is an incredible opportunity. And, um, you know, to leave there as a medalist, um, there's only been six medalists in golf, um, total. And so I think to put yourself in that group, I think would be very special and something that you would probably cherish for the rest of your life.
2: I'll just I'll just make a minor correction. There's six in the current edition of because don't forget George S Lyon from Canada was the gold medal winner in the first one in nineteen.
4: 19- okay. So yes. The- Currents. So we Jesus. have a long, we have a longer drought as a Canadian fan base than than the Canadian open with, uh, with Nick ended. So that's
2: right. That's yeah. right. Um, and just before we go, what, what does the off season look like for you beyond golf? Other, I mean, I've seen you running on inflated mats with your daughter. I've seen you with uh, great big dogs and uh, yeah. I mean, it's gotta be a little bit nice to spend some home time.
4: Yeah. Just hanging out, um, having some fun. Um, we're headed back to Arizona in a couple of weeks um to enjoy the winters down there um but other than that i don't i don't think we have a whole lot of travel plan maybe go up to canada see some family here and there but um yeah kind of just hang out enjoy it like we like we talked about lift a few weights maybe try and get a little faster and um just enjoy it really because once january starts i know it's going to be busy
2: well thank you for spending some time with us right now when it's not so busy and uh, we appreciate that and we look forward to seeing you uh very soon
4: no problems at all thanks bob
1: Awesome stuff there from Bob and Adam Hadwin. When we come back here on GTC, it is Winners, Weird, and What. This segment of GTC presented by TaylorMade was
0: brought to you by Caddy Time, the Uber-like app that allows golfers across Canada to add affordable, qualified caddies to any round, This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by TaylorMade. This segment of GTC is brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories.
1: Visit weathertech.ca. Welcome back inside Golf Talk and Scully Weeks and Zacchino all around the table here. Well, it's been a few weeks since we've had a live show on GTC. So here's a very special edition of Winners Weird and What looking back on the week that was or maybe the last couple weeks that have been in the world of golf. And this week, Bob has the tee.
4: So so what do I do, just aim for the pond?
1: No, you're not supposed to hit it into
4: the water. But you hit it into the water. I know I hit it into the water. Well, why do they even have water if you're not supposed to hit it there? Because it's fun! We're having fun! Look, it went further than your ball!
2: All right, guys, we uh, we all admitted to playing some fall golf last week, and with fall, variably comes leaves on the greens, leaves on the fairways, the, uh... The sort of leaf rule that I think some people play by. But leaves on the greens, I don't know if you guys found this, but I found that whenever you're sitting there ready to putt, it takes about three minutes to wipe off a clear path. So a course in the States, now we don't know exactly which course because it wasn't identified in a post on Twitter by Shooter McGavin, by the way, uh, was a course has put a leaf blower on every green. So you go up there and you take the leaf blower and you just the green and then you go and make your putts and that would save a lot of time. And I thought, man, that, that is a group. I know it might be a little expensive to buy 18 leaf blowers, but just think of how much time you'd spend. Uh, you wouldn't spend, you know, picking the leaves up by a hand. I thought that was a great idea. Adam, do you like that idea?
1: I love that idea. Personally, like you mentioned, Bob, it takes so much time to wipe away your line uh, when you see any leaves right there, I mean, half the time you don't hit your line putting. At least I don't, anyway. But uh, it's it's a cool idea. I saw the same post on social media.
2: <laughs> All right, and my uh, weird this week is a uh, a story about how a guy making a hole in led him to be arrested for aggravated assault and manslaughter. <laughs> it's with me on this one, but a guy back in our favorite place in the villages in uh, in. <laughs> rap, which which a, a got to be a wacky place. I've never been there, but I've heard all sorts of stories about it. Uh, but this gentleman by the name of Robert. And there was another gentleman, an 87-year-old Florida man who uh, was backing out of his car in the same restaurant, and he hit another car. Not terribly bad, but hit it a little bit. And this Robert Moore decided that uh, he had hit his car, or he thought he'd hit his car. So they got into some fisticuffs. And now this is... A 75-year-old man beating up an 87-year-old man. And unfortunately, well, first thing was that it actually wasn't Robert Moore's car that got hit. It was someone else's car. But anyway, he beat this guy up. And the guy fell on the floor, on the ground, and was rushed to hospital by a helicopter and died. Now, the police were looking for this guy. They used security camera footage on... And they found this guy, and they put the security camera footage on, did a, uh, an image search, and an image of this gentleman standing at a golf course after making a hole-in-one and holding up the ball beside the uh, the flag had a whole bunch of consistencies, same shoes, same sunglasses, and apparently the same shorts that he was wearing in, the, uh, in this picture that he wore when he was uh, beating this guy up, and the police tracked him down and arrested him. Murder, now that's got to be, or not murder, sorry, aggravated assault and manslaughter, but that has got to be one of the weirdest things I've ever seen about a hole-in-one picture. Mark, have you ever heard anything like that before?
3: I mean, mean, that is crazy. We've heard a lot of things connected, golf, blah, 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 guys talking in the clubhouse, bragging in the uh, locker room that have led to things, not this extreme, but to stuff like this. This is off the charts. That's crazy.
2: Yeah. Of the trials, I was trying to find that, but I haven't heard anything about that. And then finally, there was another picture on Twitter this week, he did a hole in one, and this one didn't. there was no no one died in this one. But in the back, he on the green, with his clubs on the green, and it led to a big back and forth about what, and yes, congratulations on the hole in one, but whether he should have had his pole cart on the green. <laughs> was, and I know at Bayview, one of the courses, you are allowed to take your golf. That's right. The idea going is that if you, if you just have a limited area
1: sounds like we're having some connectivity issues there with bob we'll get to bob back uh, momentarily might uh, have to reset uh, on the machine there but uh, to his point yeah the the pole caddies on green or pole carts on greens i should say certainly uh, a de- an interesting uh topic for debate okay that's it for bob uh mark now the tea is yours
0: I'll answer the question. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers! I want the truth! You can't handle the truth!
3: All right, Adam, my winner this week is Eric Cole. Now, he finished second in Zozo over the weekend. That's not why he's my winner. Uh, You may have heard this, but he broke the all-time birdie record on the PGA Tour Over a week ago, back in Las Vegas, breaking Sanjay M's previous record from a couple years ago. Of course, nobody plays more golf than Sanjay M, so no surprise that Sanjay uh, might have had this record. But now sitting at 526 birdies on the season, just to give you an idea, that is 32 birdies better than second place, which is Steven Yeager. And we still have a few events to go, which I'm sure Eric Cole is going to play at least one or two more events throughout the fall. And I would suggest this to you, Adam, this record may never fall. When you consider that this is the last ever wraparound schedule and we are unlikely to see anybody play in a single season as much golf as Eric Cole has played from last fall all the way through to this fall under one season, this birdie record, Skulls, it might never break, uh, might never
1: drop. I was just going to say the same thing, Mark, because this is the last time we're going to see a wraparound season like this. And as you mentioned, too, Eric Cole loves playing a-, a bunch of events. And we've both been very high on Eric Cole to break through for that first career PGA Tour dub. I think this thing might be coming in the next three weeks in the PGA Tour.
3: Uh, My weird this week, uh, everybody knows that, uh, you know, uh, the needle has not been moved with Live Golf. Has it changed the complexion of uh, what the PGA Tour is going to look like, what the golf world looks like, how we view major championships and Ryder Cup teams, etc.? Yes, it has been the great disturber, but it has not moved the needle in terms of TV audience, fan base, interest in golf. It seems like they're quite often just playing in obscurity and nobody cares. Well, we have a new metric on this, Scully, as to how much obscurity they're really playing in. Uh, according to one of the major sports uh in Las Vegas this past weekend, they had 13 times more action on PGA Tour champions than they had on the Live Golf finale in Miami. Now, Adam, I knew nobody cared about Live. But 13 times more action on the Champions Tour, that was shocking, Scully.
1: Yeah, that was certainly crazy, too. And the the Live social media team was active throughout the week, posting a lot of different things, not really golf-related. There was a clip of Brooks Kepka giving Bryson DeChambeau a drink on, on a tee. It was certainly wild. But 13 times more on PGA Tour Champions than Live, that's actually shocking to me.
3: It's scary. If I'm Live Golf... That is a scary metric that I'm going, boy, man, the the, the mountain we're trying to climb is even bigger than we ever imagined. Okay, and finally, my what? Everybody knows that I have uh, tried every single putting stroke on the planet, Uh, some that have worked, some that have not. But we see them all on the PGA Tour as well. And A great little statistic came out this week, a strokes gain category uh, uh, categorized via putter grip. So the worst strokes gain numbers on the PGA Tour, Adam, cross-handed 69.0 is the average number standard would come in second at 75.2 this is across the season strokes gained across the season pencil slash claw they amalgamated any kind of claw pencil grip they're a 94 and a half strokes gained then the long broom handle surprisingly coming in second at 105.4 and then finally The arm block at 121.0. I got to think that these numbers are a little skewed in the sense that as we move closer up the ladder, less people use that stroke. I just found it interesting to see that all these strokes that we used to think were, oh, maybe putting strokes that bad putters used in the past. That's actually not the case. Now some of the best putters on tour uh, are using these very different looks and very different putters. All right, Adam, that does it for me, sir. The tea is now yours. 348.
1: Oh, Oh, man, that is sweet. All right, gents, my winner this week, this goes to Tom Kim after he won the Shriners Children's Open. Now, Tom Kim won it for the second straight year. The tournament is in Vegas. He just turned 21, so you might think that's an absolute green light special to hit (laughs) up the town, if you will. But Tom Kim was asked, so how is he going to celebrate afterwards? And he said, well, I'm going to go back home. I'm going to finish a piece of chocolate that I wanted to get down. Going to do that, order room service, go to bed, And I'm flying out tomorrow at 6.30 a.m. Bob, I don't know about you, but if you won a golf tournament in Vegas, I don't think this would be your itinerary for the evening. (laughs) No, I don't think the chocolate would
2: be the top of the list uh, of things that I would uh, imbibe upon after that. Nope.
1: Sorry, Tom. All right. Uh, my weird this week also goes to live and Greg Norman has spent a lot of time in our winners weird and what segments in the last year and a half or so, but this one was flat out bizarre. So live had a ceremony uh, going through all of their winners throughout the year. Team winners, that sort of thing, individual winners too. And Greg Norman had a ring made up for Taylor Gooch Uh, as the individual champion and now, how did Greg Norman actually deliver this ring well Mark he went on one knee as if he were proposing to Taylor Gooch when I first saw this I had to find four different sources to make sure that this was actually legitimate and not photoshopped but this was out there on their official Instagram and Twitter accounts did you happen to see this Mark
3: I did not see this, uh, but uh, the new nickname, instead of the Great White Shark, the Great White Knob is uh, certainly um, uh, uh, fitting. This guy's a door handle at this point. I mean, every time he opens his mouth or does anything, you just want to slam it closed.
1: Door handle, diaper, this has been uh, quite quite the vocab this morning here on GTC. Okay, my what, this also happened a couple weeks ago on the PGA Tour, and I was actually sitting at breakfast with Bob uh, out in Cabot when I was trying to play this video out. It was Wesley Bryan, and he was in the PGA Tour playing a couple of weeks ago, caught the, the mud ball, so he was going for a par five and two. His approach shot sailed well left, just beyond a creek, a, a little, little penalty area that he thought he could jump across. And he actually did successfully jump across this little creek. So he hits this blind shot back onto the fringe, got a couple of uh, claps and applause. So we thought, okay, I'm good. But then the Cardinal error happened next. He thought instead of jumping back across the creek, he could just walk right through it. Did that work? (laughs) Wesley Bryan fell back straight on his tush and was absolutely covered in mud now we saw this earlier this season at the pga championship when tom kim went through uh that fateful error and he looked back and thought oh was there anyone filming me here no kidding tom you're on the pga championship playing that week of course there's someone filming bob did you see this wesley bryan video and how funny it was <laughs> i did finally see it after our failed attempts at the uh,
2: breakfast that morning yes man that's uh that's like uh i don't know why you can compare that to but that's looks like he was uh got fell right into the the mud bowl for sure
1: and and mark thankfully he was not wearing white pants that day wesley (laughs) Bryan was not because as you mentioned, always the first good decision on the golf course starts in the closet mark and i don't know mark did you see this video too
3: (laughs) i've not seen it but now i'm gonna go look for it
1: for sure oh yeah it's a beauty it's a beauty okay when we come back here on gtc we'll have leaderboard updates from around the world of golf and we'll update you on mark's travel schedule all that more coming up next this segment of GTC
0: presented by TaylorMade was brought to you by WeatherTech Canada Canada's leader in automotive accessories this is Golf Talk Canada presented by TaylorMade this segment of GTC is brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach home to 80 great courses 60 miles of sandy shores endless dining and entertainment Visit playgolfmyrtlebeach.com to start planning your golf trip today.
1: Wrapping up this morning's edition of GTC with some leaderboard updates. Leaderboard updates brought to you by Bushnell Golf, the number one range finder in the world of golf. Check out bushnellgolf.com for much more information. PGA Tour, Zozo Championship, Colin Morikawa, six-shot victory. He was dominant throughout the week at the Zozo on the LPGA Tour, Minji Lee uh, wins in a playoff over Allison Lee, Brooke Henderson, finishing T-22 on PGA Tour Champions. Mike Weir finishing T-4 at the Dominion Energy Charity Classic. Harrison Fraser winning that playoff over Richard Green. And on live, the Crushers, they win the team format. The Crushers get it done now mark updating everyone on where you're off to because you're off for a little adventure now aren't you
3: yeah and uh, before we get to that i won my live golf pool uh oh. for the i won seven dollars and 83 <laughs> as for the the tour finale so that uh i'm excited about that uh more than i won on the nfl this weekend i'm Uh-oh. on my way to cabo Uh, because I will be on the ground for the Worldwide Technologies Championship at Diamante, the Tiger Woods course over there at Diamante. they got the Davis Love III and the Tiger Woods. Tournament's being held on the Woods course. So looking forward to that. My last event of the year, Scully. But on my way, if we got any U2 fans out there in the audience, I've got to imagine we do. Be following uh, at Zman Golf on Instagram and Twitter because Wednesday night on Route Gents to Cabo, I'm gonna be in that sphere for that U2 show no Wednesday way. night in Vegas,
1: baby. Oh my goodness! Oh, that's amazing, Bob. I already have FOMO over that. Do you?
2: Uh, big time. I've seen that uh, that sphere. It looks like ridiculous, and I've saw they've <laughs> added some more U2 shows, and uh, I I'm starting to look. Maybe uh, maybe I'll be in the audience with you, Mark. Maybe not in the there same. There we go.
1: Night, Come on down, boys. Oh, <laughs> little road trip but for us here on gtc we're back every monday 10 a.m right here on tsn 1050 for an hour as we recap what's gone on throughout the weekend in the world of golf and preview the next week's tournaments and stay tuned later in the year around the holiday season of course our festivus special on radio and our year in review special on television bob mark thanks for a fun show this morning gents always great to spend some time with you both mark to you safe travels my friend
3: Later, boys. Always a blast.
1: All right, everyone, thanks for joining us this morning. And remember, the first good decision on the golf course always starts in the closet. This segment of
0: GTC, presented by TaylorMade, was brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach, the golf capital of the world. Thank you for listening to Hour 1 of GTC. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Golf Talk Canada. For show archives, podcasts, and all things GTC, visit GolfTalkCanada.com. And don't miss Golf Talk Canada Television weekly on the TSN Television Network.